Welcome to the Young Saints Leadership Podcast, where we're going to be talking about all things youth, from leadership culture to supernatural youth ministry and discipling revivalist. We hope you guys enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Welcome back, all of our Wait, listeners. Were you, were you asking like me and Rory how we're doing, or you're asking? I technically the listeners? was asking you guys because okay, okay. the <laughs> listeners can't really respond to me right now. Great. So great. you know, but we're gonna do I'm something fun good. before we dive into our topic. Yes, we're gonna do a random fact. It's Tuesday, so Tuesday. Random fact Tuesday. Um, <laughs> so I want you guys to think of a random fact that's happened to you in the last few weeks. Could be a funny moment. Okay. Anything random you might like or dislike or I have a random fact. I made it 33 years without being stung by a bee. But yesterday was the day that, <laughs> that dream ended. died. That I got stung said, by a bee. That, I thought that, that bee stole it from me. I thought that was like a childhood thing. I thought I was clear, you know, but no. I got stung and a it was painful. thing. <laughs> I did. There's only bees that sting children. They, only, they don't, they don't <laughs> sting adults. Bees are evil. Bees only only for children. Wow. Well, I know. You know like chill, it makes sense because they're not as aware, so it's easy. So, but like as an adult, I can usually run away. Right. But it right. got me while I was walking. I didn't even know I was there. So was it like the fact that you were aware that this is the first bee sting that I've ever gotten. So does that mean anytime you've seen a bee like you? Oh, I run for my life. She's scared of bees. (laughs) If I see a bee or a snake, I'm, I'm gone faster than you would know. I mean, we, it doesn't matter if it's a tiny gardener snake. Little gardeners in our backyard. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Don't want to see it. She freaks out. I want to crush it like the devil. You know, that's, that's what those, they represent like, the devil. Snake. Well, um, don't quote me on this. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you kill a bee, it releases pheromones or some kind of smell that, <laughs> that fact alerts Tuesday. the other bees. Hey, someone just killed me. Avenge me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like my kind of it is it is true. Jordan just fact checked. We confirmed it is true. It is true. Bees are wow, Avengers. This feels like Avengers. a roaring. Yes. I love that. <laughs> it's a good one. Wow. Hey, good they're one. just loyal. You know, yeah. maybe I should like bees more. Maybe yeah. you should. I don't though. Sorry. Yeah, that's amazing. I don't know what my random fact is other than it's yeah. You know what the random fact is? That it's still cold and windy in Reading. That is. And we had rain this last weekend, and I don't know why it's we had the rain. Weirdest it was thing. It was we need it. I was so grateful because my grass, my grass needs it, and I'm so happy about it. Um, um but then it's gonna be like in the hundreds this weekend. That's true. So but we hey, have bipolar weather. Hey, we <laughs> were in That's June with bipolar a little weather. rain, and I was okay with being in June. You know with what rain. your random fact could have been is our ch- youngest child's favorite hobby right now: sticking her hand in toilets. It's just a pleasure. Oh my gosh! It's disgusting, and it makes me want to vomit. And I just she don't does. know why. That and toilet brushes. Oh, oh my mm. god! I'm like Kinsley. I mean, what hey, is happening? To be clear, oh, I have never let her actually hold the toilet brush no. she just goes for she it she goes for it so fast and you I mean if she is that not the grossest out, thing I've is. ever heard if you th- if I can't yeah, think about can't it too think, much oh, I can't even think about Constant. it yeah. but yeah, yeah I mean it makes sense it's a bowl of water and every child loves yeah, it's kind water, of fun. Yeah, but yeah. it's just disgusting yeah. Yeah. anyway so that's our fun fact yeah, I don't know what my fun fact would be you, I mean you gave us the bee fact 
Yeah. yeah, that was a pretty good fact. Okay, that was a great that fact. Was a great all right, fact. All right, all right. Yeah. So we gave even how you said it. Okay, that they okay. avenge. Great. great. Okay, bees okay. Are the bees okay. Are, so maybe um, wasp is the best avenger of all. I was just thinking that. Wasp. Maybe. What is it? Wasp, wasp no. girl? I don't wow, know. No. <laughs> <laughs> she said wasp, wasp girl. girl. Hey, I no. do love Marvel. It's just Ant Man and Wasp. Ant Man and Wasp. Or is it? Is it the Wasp? No, it's just Wasp. It's just Ant Man and Wasp. Wow. It is. I thought amateurs. it was Ant Man and the Wasp. I am a like, amateur Marvel. Okay, no, but literally, that doesn't make me an no. amateur because no. I thought it was Ant Man and Wasp. No, we need to call Wasp. What is that? How they would say it? I'm, I'm right. No, <laughs> look at this. No, I am right. It is, is the, it wasp. the Wasp. It is not Ant Man and Wasp. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, because you got to say we got to call the Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is way getting off track here. Woo, okay. Let's up into the topic. We gotta uh, up into we're the gonna topic. We're going to go to the topic. I no can't more wasps. Well, I guess I'm the amateur Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hey, what maybe a there's a theme kill. on wasp and I bees. I can't believe I So maybe that. the Lord wants to bless all of our listeners with honey from heaven. To the anointing moment. oil. Yes. Sure. Gosh. That's what we're, we're, we're going to go with. I need we're, the cut, honey we're cutting that moment so that can forever live on. My random fact was not true just now. Oh, anyway, okay, tonight or today, wow. Whatever we're time, gonna, whatever time you're listening in. to. Whether it's <laughs> night or day or morning, we're here for you. Sometimes yeah. when I lead worship in the morning or night, I mix up the times. I'm like, come on this morning, let's sing out. And it's like the evening. And I'm like, just kidding. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about supernatural youth ministry. Hey, let's you know, go. supernatural where bees are <laughs> around. I'm no, just kidding. Um, the honey of heaven flows. The honey of heaven just flows. First question, Ooh. supernatural youth ministry. Um, how do you even create a space where that would happen often? Like, what yeah. do you do? Like, it, I feel like we are so okay with it now. Like, but if someone has never stepped into that, they're starting from ground zero. Supernatural is not even like highlighted in their church. How would they create a space where it could happen in their environment, even if it's not happening maybe in their local yeah. church abroad? Yeah. I, I would even, I mean, even to start in how I would define supernatural. Yeah, th this is good. Just the idea of supernatural, because that that term, if you're not familiar with it, the like first the thing- Like the Katy Perry song? The, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the first thing you think when you hear supernatural is blues and greens shooting out the hands, like- warlock witch like all the the powers wow like, i don't know if i ever thought that that's, the supernatural, that's when i think that's super, when i think supernatural i'm thinking like more movies like uh, of harry like, potter harry potter lord of, like, the rings. lord of the rings yeah yeah like the 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 mystic arts like that kind of thing <laughs> So, sorry, I said. I love I this podcast this already. Is, this, this, is, this is one of my, my favorite ones. I, I said, you know, we are listen, not going to say if we're for or against those Roy movies. Heller, but. I said my thoughts. I okay. love it. Keep going. Right. Right. So, so, so <laughs> this is what I'm saying. With the word supernatural, um, because of how we've manifested that in our environment here at Bethel, my definition of what supernatural is um, has drastically changed. And for me, it's kind of simple actually to me um, that it is something that is not natural that occurs when God comes. That something, mm -hmm. something that we either are um, accustomed to or maybe how um, without God, what's not possible 
Yes. What's whatever is not possible. That, that he God. invades yep. reality. Yep. That that he can actually shift reality. That's what I see as the supernatural. That what what's happening right now just changes because in a certain him. way because of him. I love that definition because I think sometimes people do make the supernatural on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Right. And they're like, oh, so if a gift of the Holy Spirit is happening, that's that's what supernatural is, and it is part of it. Yeah. But that gift is the reality that God is breaking in and changing what's possible now in this world. Right. It's no longer just what was possible. It's now God has something. And I think that definition helps realize, oh, what am I looking for when I'm trying to create a culture of the supernatural? Yeah. I'm not trying to look for an event or a moment. I'm trying to look for a belief system and an awareness that, wow, God actually is probably doing a lot of supernatural stuff all the time. Yeah. Not just maybe that moment I saw it. Right, right. That's really good. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Of defining? What if you have that background of like... you? The- <laughs> wow. Context. Where are you going? I can't even... I, this is the too The definition hard. of like, okay, you know those memes <laughs> that you see where it's like, let the body sit the floor and they like fly I remember backwards. watching that as a teenager. You remember teenager. watching that and you're like, what I- the heck is this? It's like people are flying yeah. across the room. Or and you I, came from a church and you did like the courtesy fall, you yeah. know, when but, people were getting slain. But I remember space. watching that video, Let the Body Sit the Floor. I remember trying to zoom in and see if people's eyes were closed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because, because when you're, when you're first Rory's encountering. Rory's about to cry when laughing. When you're first here. encountering the supernatural, you want to know it's real. I yes. can't even. <laughs> I don't even know how I can engage on this. <laughs> you want to know. Maybe we need to scrap this episode <laughs> and start over. Yeah, no. no, no, no. No, this, this is, is good. So good. This is good. Okay. I think they're laughing with us. I would okay. assume, okay. I would assume that I'm we're sorry, all we're laughing. I'm sorry, we're having a good time I'm today. Losing it. I don't know. I would okay. assume that we're all laughing I, together. I love that. No, this yes. idea of but like you know, the like power you have like a really yes. intense viewpoint. That's what your church yes. believes. Or maybe you came from an upbringing where like hardcore against right. this. Like, yeah, I think how do you even retrain your mind? The start is this. This is for me, like whether you are, were raised in it or man, this is a brand new thought. I think the start for me goes, wait, what is the Bible displaying? Mm. And if man, you can go back to the Bible and the word you realize really fast, none of the Bible would be exciting if there wasn't supernatural in it. Because right. every story that is written has these elements where God all of a sudden comes it's in, reveals himself to humanity and requires faith to do something supernatural that then makes all of us go, what? Yeah. Every story. There's not a story where that is not happening, where God is either revealing himself to say, hey, I'm about to show you what my realm is like the supernatural realm and how I want it to invade this realm. And it's going to require you to do something that you feel uncomfortable with. Mm. You've never seen, and it's going to freak you out every story. And I think sometimes in our modern day culture, we have boxed in the supernatural in church. So it feels safe. And it's like, okay. So even if you've, you've never gone, come from a place or you have come, it's like, well, we're okay with this level. Yeah. And I think what's hard is when you're on a journey of creating a supernatural culture, you have to be okay with like, God, God is God. We do not control him. We do not expect him to be a vending machine. 
We don't say, God, um, in this service, you're allowed to do this much. And I really appreciate you coming. And and right. this altar up here, this it's is real. where you invade. And I just want to make sure that you know the rules. Like, hey, we got to honor all of these places. So please, yeah. God, honor Here's us. Here's your boundaries, Here's God. the boundaries. And, right. and man, we have faith for this. We're not saying that, but we're doing it. We're doing it. Yes. And I think what is is hard, that's why this topic is, is kind of scary, is... The supernatural has to be paired with trust. It is faith and trust is wow. the only way you can have a supernatural culture because you have to go, God, I am fully trusting you and I have faith that your world is better than my world, even if it scares me. Wow. So if I lay my hands on somebody and they fly backwards and start flopping and laughing like crazy, I am realizing what is happening to them is so good. Even if to me, I'm like, whoa, yeah. Yeah. wasn't expecting that that God, you know what is supposed to be happening in that moment. I don't, I don't yeah. have it. Yeah. And and I think that for me was a huge piece because I had such control issues. I mean, that is my bet, controlling person, <laughs> I'm a bet. But before I got saved, I I was so against any form of, of supernatural. Like I went, I went to church in, in our youth ministry. I, I got saved, but then was still super scared of it. And I had people laughing and getting drunk in joy. And when we say drunk in joy, it just means you're, they're so full of the Holy Spirit. They're laughing out of their minds on the floor, hysterical, can't even engage. And I got so offended because I was like, this, this can't be God because the God I serve is holy. The God, and I just yeah. had a box. Yeah. And until the day, you know, my youth pastor yelled at me, Rory, it's time to experience joy. And he threw like his hands, like as if he was carrying a fake invisible ball. And he like threw it at me and he was like, joy. And then I actually physically felt something hit me and I flew back and was laughing for three hours and had to get driven home. And I woke up in my bed the next morning and I was like, oh my God, what just happened to me? Yeah. And it changed my whole life. That was the day that I was, wow, yeah. I do not understand God. He is so much bigger than me. And if I yeah. try to control him, I will lose. Yeah. Like I'm going to lose. That's yeah. so good. I feel like trust is a huge part of allowing the supernatural to happen in your space Yeah, because it will create judgments and it will create offense and it will create mess. It does. And it creates what looks like chaos sometimes. Yeah. And I think even like me coming from a similar journey of that, of like seeing the supernatural and being offended by it, that was me growing up. Like when I met Rory, he was the wild man. Yes. And I was like, he doesn't know God. You know? Like, <laughs> um, one time, fun fact, Rory's like, where I come from, this river is flowing. This was me. Yes, not even kidding, guys. That's amazing. And I go, well, I first if it, moved to Utah. Girl, I got a flowing without river. It, I said, we got a flowing river. I didn't even miss a beat. And I was like, well, if it was really flowing, it should be flowing in you. And I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, she did and say I that to like, me. Of uh -uh. course. And I was like, we're not going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. But um, I was just so offended because like Rory would get like hit with joy even while he's playing the piano and like there goes my God. worship team. God. And I was like, he's not even fulfilling his responsibility. Like the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And I was like, <laughs> I was mad, you know? And yes, so I remember, and there was other people in our community like me yes. who yes. were very skeptical. And I remember one time we were at a youth service and I was like, the youth went up and we were supposed to as leaders go pray. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, Mara, you need to have Tom pray for you. And I was like, no, God, I'm a leader. I'm here to serve. It's totally fine. And then 
I just couldn't shake it. And so I did the whole thing that we all do, you know, like I'm just going to stand here. And if Tom prays for me, then it's God. I'm not going to ask, but if he does it, I'll know. Yeah. And Tom put his hand on my head and I flew backwards, hit the floor. There was no catcher no. because we weren't expecting this. <laughs> we, and that was early days. We didn't have a catcher saw, prep because we no. never had catcher's prep. <laughs> yeah. You hit the floor. You hit the floor. <laughs> Let the body hit the floor. Yes. I hit the floor and I was laughing for like, I think an hour and a half. And I remember the whole encounter and I had someone come up to me at the end and said, Hey, I know there's no way you made that up. Can you tell me what happened? And so I was just, I feel like even if you are skeptical of some things, I feel like the Lord is so kind and how he brings it into your world. And you can trust that when that moment comes, it's going to be okay. and There'll be grace for it. But also trusting that if it's not happening to you, that doesn't mean it's not God. Yeah. Yeah. And and something I want to just throw into this, this picture, it's, there's a verse that gets used when God breaks out a lot to come against it. It's God is not a God of chaos, but of peace. It's a beautiful verse. And so a lot of times when people can see crazy services where people are, they feel like chaos, they can go, well, that's not God because God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of peace. And I think a lot of times we have to, we have come under a worldly sense of some of these words. And how Mm. I know this is even in church culture, when we have somebody get saved, think of how somebody gets saved in a church service, but then think of how Jesus described what heaven does when somebody gets saved. And that's when you know, the culture I experience in the natural is not the culture that heaven is always experiencing. So when we get, have somebody get saved, it's like this quiet moment, bow your heads, close your eyes, raise your hand. Now put your hand down, you know, so no yeah. one sees you. Yeah. No one say the <laughs> prayer in your heart. Okay. And, and, and now we're going to clap, but we don't even know who we're clapping for because we're all so nervous to offend anybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And heaven, Jesus is like, Oh, one sinner turns and all of heaven stops and starts going wild in celebration, which would also mean that all the elders that are saying, Holy, all the animals that are saying crying, Holy, they stop at the turning of a sinner to celebrate. And you're like, that has to be chaos. That has to be so loud and crazy to have all of heaven, everything, creature, being, person up there, lose their mind. That sounds like a party I want to be at. (laughs) At a party. And then you're like, oh, sometimes if what I think of should be peace, that's not God's definition always of peace. Peace isn't solemnness. Peace isn't quietness. But another poke a hole in that of, God gave me, gave me my children and sometimes my house is chaos. It's so true. to say that God's not in my house when my kids are losing their minds. Right. But a lot of people don't equate that because they're like, oh, and because we imagine again, a very holy. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. we think about the supernatural. And sometimes pe- I think peace is mistaken as just quietness, but I do think peace is like an internal He's the Prince of Peace and Jesus is very active. Yeah. 100%. It's an internal reality. I mean, I yeah. think where there's life, there's wildness and there's yes. mess. And like my yeah. house could be peaceful if there was no life in it. Yes. Well, yeah. there's a verse on that, you know, yeah. where there's no oxen, the manger oh, yeah. stays clean. Mm-hmm. But where there's oxen, um, you know, the manger is dirty, but yeah. the reward and but the there's turnovers. actually like where there's a mess I'm that work really is being done. No, no, no. that verse. <laughs> so yeah, no. I botched that verse, but it's, it's okay. a really good verse. We'll so forgive you. Okay. We won't I want to highlight that. So yeah, I'm it's, not that guy that just. Yeah. It's that reality of um, 
it could look me- messy yeah, from the outside. Totally. But that doesn't mean it's chaos. And yeah, that totally. doesn't mean that it's not God. And so yeah. then you ask the question, how do you learn how to discern what is God and not? Mm. And I, I say, this is something that I've probably been on one of my greatest journeys of in youth ministry and the supernatural, because there's such a desire as a leader. You're like, oh my gosh, I want to see our kids step into stuff. But then you also are like, and I'm working with young kids that sometimes whew, <laughs> the, yeah. the spirit was here and yeah. then the spirit stopped and they just kept going and then they kept going for a long time. And, yeah. and you're like, oh, how do I navigate that? Because that's also where I think a lot of youth pastors and leaders, they get caught up because they're like, In that space, yeah. I don't want it to take over, but then it doesn't feel like it's actually God anymore. Yeah. But now I feel shame or I'm scared to enter the conversation. Yeah. I want to tell about a moment that happened um, because- in Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 6. I think it's Hebrews 6, either Hebrews 6 or 11. I don't know. It's one of those two. But it um, it talks about how, you know, you to the maturing believer. And one of the attributes of an immature believer is that they don't know the discerning of spirits. But a maturing believer would know how to discern, to have the discerning of spirits. And a lot of us, we maybe come from backgrounds where we think that's only bad spirits, but it doesn't say that. It just says mm-hmm. discerning spirits. It just says we're able to discern what is God doing? Yeah. What maybe mm-hmm. is our flesh? What is human? Yeah. What is like evil? Like yeah. we're able to discern what is happening in a room. And it's something that is required of leaders to be mature in. And I think a wow. lot of us have not, always had that as a vocal point of like, Hey, that's actually written. Like this is the maturing person has a discerning of spirits. So a few months ago we were in a service, um, and it was in junior high and man, God started just breaking out in our kids. It was super powerful, like super powerful. They were weeping, crying on the floor, praying for each other. It was amazing. And you could feel God. And I knew like, as I'm sitting there, I was like, I knew I was like, not every kid's in this, but the kids that are in this, it is a very real, deep, meaningful moment. Like the Lord is here. The presence of God is here. What do I mean by that? I I can sense the life giving power of God. Like you can feel it in the room. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I was like, this is God. And we're following this the next week, almost the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. almost the same thing happened. And as I was sitting in worship though, I didn't feel the same life giving presence that I felt last week. Yeah. And I was sitting there and I was just, I closed my eyes and I said, Holy spirit, is there something I'm missing right now that I need to engage with? And he, I heard him just super clear say, it's time for worship. Not that. Mm-hmm. And so I just went over and I said, Hey guys, I feel like it's time for worship right now. Let's not pray for anybody in this way. Let's let's actually worship. Yeah. And I I didn't rebuke. I didn't do anything harsh. All I did though was as a leader discern and go, oh man, you were joy and laughing and, and starting to get wild and it was beautiful. But man, this time it feels like the Lord is actually calling us into worship. Yeah. We need to be yeah. sensitive to that. And yeah. I think sometimes as a leader, if the supernatural is scary or if you're like, I just want it, but I don't know how to do it this is where it gets messy is you just kind of let it go and you're almost powerless to it. And the Lord doesn't take away our power in it. He partners with us. He's going, no, I want to co-labor. This is why discerning of spirits is so important in a supernatural culture. You have trust, faith, all this. That's really good. Um, One thing as we wrap up our last question, I think we'll hit maybe 
there's really two, but we'll try to make it happen. Um, why is it even important for us to steward the supernatural? Like what's the important, why is that our focus? Why is that our goal? Cause you hear that whole thing of like, Jesus is obviously our main message, but Jesus yeah. was supernatural. So totally. I think it's okay to make that a focus and a goal. Cause he does say, we will see greater things than even I, he did. I, yeah, but yeah. a lot of people are like, well, just keep Jesus it. But Jesus gave us commandments. So why is that our goal to make sure the supernatural is so available yes. in our youth groups, yes. in can, our homes? Can I say something yeah. that's a little controversial and maybe we'll just, yeah. I don't know, stir up all, Controversy. The, all the things. We'll know. see. It's that's weird to me that every time Jesus is t- talking to his disciples, he doesn't say, keep me the main focus. Because he already assumed that in the relationship, there'd be an understanding of that main focus. So what is he constantly saying? Now go and do the stuff, go and preach the gospel, go and, you know, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leopard, freely you've received, freely give. Every commissioning command he gives is a supernatural commissioning command. Mm -hmm. There's not one that he gives his disciples. Obviously he says, abide in me and I'll abide in you and then ask whatever you wish and it'll be given to you. So there is that understanding. He he also says the greatest command is to love God. Love God. So I get all of that. So Jesus is, but I think you don't want to lose your first love. You don't want to lose your first love. But I think the thing is a lot of people will throw out the supernatural in the name of keeping their first love. And they're like, no, we make it about Jesus. And I'm like, what's yes. Our relationship is about Jesus, but he has commissioned us in the supernatural. That's the difference. But I think if Jesus is your main thing, like he would naturally lead you to that. the supernatural. Like when I read through the, (laughs) we did that Bible shred and I read through the gospels this time, it was different to me. I'm like, wow, Jesus walked in so much miracles and signs and wonders. If he's really with me, I should see more. Yeah. And I I would say the other, um, why I find it so valuable that we, we prioritize seeing the supernatural breakthrough in our spaces is because it reveals what God is like. Yeah. Yes. It it shows his it's nature really in a way that words can't. Yeah. When when you have a word of knowledge that about someone and it cuts through all of the noise of their life mm-hmm. and they they realize that God sees me. You yeah. know, I, I remember That's those good. moments that marked me where someone gave me a word or that, that moment my mom had a dream about me coming out here. Like the stuff that's like, yes. God, you care. Yeah, you are does. you are intimately so aware of me. Yes. And so really you're saying the supernatural reveals the goodness of God. Absolutely. 100%. I think that's the goal. In, um, in, in a way that, that words don't. In, yes. in a way that where there's the power of God that yes. comes into a room mm. That yes. changes the atmosphere. And I think that in our culture, more than ever, do we need the power of God. Yes, like we do. I think of when Paul says, I'm not coming to you with wise and persuasive speech, but I right. come to you with the power. Because power. Right. power transforms. It's undeniable. Yep. It challenges all of our cultural mindsets and say, I can't deny that that foot grew out to be even with the other one. Like it just challenges all of our normal humanistic minds to say there's something greater that pulls us into that goodness of God. Like, Oh God sees me. He knows me. He's pursuing me. So really then I go back to my statement. The real thing is 
the whole idea of having Jesus as your first love, he wants people to experience him. Absolutely. And the only, right. one of the ways to experience Jesus and his goodness is through the supernatural, yeah. his love, yes. his kindness, his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, his healing power, his deliverance yes. power. And I, and I his think freedom it's power. one of the biggest distinguishing factors of the church from the world. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. That watch what yeah. God can do when yes. a life is yielded. Totally. It's also how we can say, God's alive because so many people are like well it's our God is alive and I'm like and and that would mean that we can Jesus himself it. said if you don't believe me believe my works Be- yeah believe what I'm doing see, yeah. see what I'm doing like yeah. he the fact that he would tell his disciples yes hey even if you don't believe me look believe at what I'm doing that's what I'm doing that's how much I value that I w- that I would yes. even look at your unbelief <laughs> I mean faith without works is dead so he knew that he knew that he had to show his 100%. works to display his character. No, yes. I yes. mean, think about it's it so in powerful. your marriages. Imagine if you only had knowledge about your spouse, but you never experienced right. them. Yep. Your love would not grow deeper. Right. It would be just That's pretty good. superficial. Yes. And yes. if we are supposed to relate to Jesus like a bride and groom, yes. you need to experience him. Yeah. And yeah. supernatural it's how we experience do it. is how you do yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and encounter. I, I know, like, oh I know it's so good. And just and like, I honestly, to end our last question, this is how you make sure supernatural doesn't get weird is if you make it about Jesus and experiencing yes. him. Yeah. You it, keep the word in it. Like honestly, I think a lot of times. I'm okay if it gets 100%. weird as long as yeah. it's displaying I, who Jesus I think is. It's, I think it's an intimacy issue. It's an yes. intimacy if, issue. If, yes. you're, if you're doing the stuff more than you're being intimate, you're, yes. you're going to get weird. You're going to get weird. There it is. If you want to never have the fear of getting weird, be with Jesus and make that your number one priority. Yes. And out of that flows the supernatural life yes. yep. that he's actually, that relationship is the most important thing. Yes. But out of that relationship, yeah. there is this calling to reveal yeah. it. Yeah. But if the Ooh. calling to reveal Man. or your drive to go, I just want our, our service to blow up. I just I just want kids to like prophesy or, or do something crazy yeah. or fall yeah. out right there. You're mm-hmm. gonna get weirdness because then he is yeah. not, he's not the focus. Yeah. Yeah. But when he's the focus, I promise you, when you make Jesus yeah. the focus, you will have a supernatural culture because when it, he shows up, it's super. And it will not only just keep it from getting weird, it'll keep it pure. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. if you mm. if you give a prophetic word to say, look how awesome I am. Yeah. Look how connected I am to the Lord. I'm so powerful. Yeah. But that's how you get that's the how thing you get a little where, weird. Hey, you prophesied in my name, you cast out demon, but you didn't know me. How yes. do you get there? But that you was can a- if your goal when you prophesy or you give a word of knowledge, I'm trying to make sure you know. Jesus is real yes. and you can access him. Yes. That's how you like keep that purity of heart Absolutely. when you're walking yeah. in the supernatural. And I think that what's important, one of the things is this, don't only do the supernatural on stage. The stage is not the place to start your yes. supernatural culture. You do it in private. Yes. You do it when no one's watching. You do it in team meetings that are never video recorded. Um, yeah. I, I can't tell how much, like it's so valuable when something crazy is breaking yes. out. Don't pull out your phone. Yes, That's not the moment to pull out your phone. Like sometimes there's that thing like, oh, God's actually moving. Pull out your phone. I'm like, stop. Yeah. God's moving engage yeah engage this is how you get a culture is you're not trying to like highlight capture every moment you're not you're not trying to capture everything to export it no you're like to experience it experiencing it and let it transform you and you're like god you're doing this what are you saying how is this going to change my life that i'm watching this
Absolutely. Yes. I love that. We need to wrap this up. It's this pretty long, but we love you guys. I hope this was helpful. Obviously you can always reach out on our email. We'd be happy to answer any questions or connect with you guys. Youth at Bethel.com. Youth at Bethel.com. We love you guys. We will see you uh, next time. Bye.